Cool. Storm, Joseph yeah. Angon, my dear friend. What's Thank, up, dude? Thanks so much for fucking coming over. Thanks for having me. This is cool. I'm, I'm a little nervous to, to be on the podcast in general, but uh, we'll get through it together. Please. I'm going to... Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for making a, a cocktail for me. Nolan is a gracious host. He prepared a drink. At least I could do try to butter you up to <laughs> get you get you chatting about all the things that you wouldn't to normally say. Grease the gears uh, to loosen the tongue, if you will. <laughs> well, there's a lot of um, reasons that I would obviously like always love to pick your brain about, but uh, you've been up to a lot recently, it seems like. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Sometimes it's hard to um, look at it that way from my perspective. Uh, Isn't it funny how quickly you feel like I, I'm not doing anything I'm a piece of shit yeah yeah well I feel like that always so <laughs> yeah so even and, if and I you are but like, yeah. <laughs> no but like the reason that like I always constantly tell people especially in my drunken states how much uh -huh. I fucking love them is because it's too easy to forget like if anybody's ever spent more than five minutes around me I've probably been drunk and I probably said dude I fucking love you and I don't know if you've heard it a thousand times today already but it never hurts to remind somebody how much you love them yeah like, that uh that is one of the things I, I love about you, dude. Because uh, I, I am not good about that. I put up a wall. I mean, the people closest to me, I tell my girlfriend I love her every day, but... Or every uh, few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, yeah, uh, the the friends that I've known the longest, the people that you probably should be saying those things to, I'm so bad about that. So I appreciate it every time. I'm also, like, uh, to, to a fault, like, the opposite. Like, it'll be somebody that I met, like, four minutes ago, and we're, like, <laughs> leaving brunch and... Like, I'll see the guy outside smoking a cigar. I love you, brother. Have a good day. And Aaron be like, you just met that guy like four minutes ago. Like, You're making a strong, lasting impression. You might as well just tell people. Like, yeah. it, it, comes, it kind of relates to a story that um, Nick Rada told me like years and years ago. He was just like, oh, yeah, I was just driving down the street. So this guy on the side of the road just wave at him. Hey, guy. Like, and I was like, dude, you don't know how much that might just make somebody's day. Yeah. Just like to randomly wave at somebody. Like, That's a good point. That's a wholesome Point, Even uh, if you have, like, I'm, I know you do, because I uh, know you as well as I do, have a thousand fucking best friends, it still never hurts to be reminded that by any given person how much you're fucking loved and appreciated. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the main reason I wanted to have you here. Yeah. The main reason for, I guess, my podcast in general is to make it about all the people that I love so much and, like, shine, put a light on all the awesome things that they do. Wow. So as an intro to that... <laughs> Storm, uh -huh. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> oh, uh, right away with the Stormy Daniels. Right, right into it. Yep. We're, 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 we're getting hot. <laughs> yeah, before we started recording, we were going to put a, a pin on the Stormy Daniels, so if you're listening to this, Nolan <laughs> the, just broke one the, the, the pin immediately. Put, yeah. <laughs> the NDA is gone. It's gone, <laughs> I'm out of here, dude. I'm going home. That's perfect. I got my money's worth. <laughs> but uh, you've been doing, uh, for a long time, you've been yeah. playing with your most... Uh, I think your most prominent band, besides your own like solo work, of course, but uh, Shinzon. Oh yeah. Huge fucking force oh, yeah. to be reckoned with. But you yeah. guys have been working on a new album, right? We have been, yeah. Uh, it, so, if you have followed Shinzon, um, we have, we've been doing, um, been playing live music and recording music for probably close to a decade at this point. But and you've we been go best friends since you yeah. were like what 14 yeah uh, yeah luke, something like, like that with luke uh, younger than that right uh probably around 13 14 adam a little bit later yeah uh, he's a late but, bloomer yeah but that's that's kind of the the thing with shinzon is um we can work long distance and work slower because we're, we're so close as people that it that expectation of like we gotta keep moving we gotta keep moving isn't there it's, so it's much more of just a constant yeah we want to keep that feeling going of playing music with your best friends right 
as opposed to we got to put this music out and make this work for us uh, financially. And, and or, playing or, music with your best friends is, of course, the only reason you ever start doing it in the first place. Exactly, exactly. So when anything gets conflated, it's like, fuck <laughs> any fucking notion of what this should be. Like, let's just keep playing music because it's fun to fucking play together. Oh, yeah. Even yeah, if it absolutely. it takes a, a year to record an album. Like, It takes longer than that for us sometimes. We've been working on the songs um, that we're recording now for a couple years, but that and that's the way it was with our first full-length album, Behold mm-hmm. the New Radical. We had these songs that we'd done EPs with. You get better um, at the process, it seems like, but at the same yeah. time, there's no, there's no time stamping the process when you're... It, it's everything is unique. You're never gonna yeah. just be able to make one streamlined thing and be able to knock it out the same way you did anything else. Oh yeah, and we we're lucky in that our producer uh, is Ian Sheridan, who we've known a long time as well. He's one of our best friends, and he does this professionally, but uh, he also records music as a hobby. And right. He's been doing that for us since we were kids, so we've grown. Our process for recording music has grown more professional along the way. We don't want to waste Ian's time, but at the same time, we can relax a little bit. There's less pressure than going into a studio and having to record two hours, get everything laid down. We can do that in his basement, yep. or my basement. Yep. There's there's so many positives. It's all there's so many different ways you can go about recording an album, but there's so many positives to doing it with somebody like a best friend. Like right. even if you know it might like quote unquote take longer because of the mm-hmm. fact that you're you know doing it out of your own houses and whatnot. At the same time, you do have that comfortability that you were just talking about of like actually doing it with somebody that's not only a professional Ian's uh, a monster oh yeah but the fact that like you have that, even more importantly than anything of course just like the friendship underlying uh-huh. the whole thing like that oh, com- yeah. that comes through in the recording and everything that you do like yeah so something I this is a, maybe a weird thing to say but I maybe um, have a hard time differentiating between like a peer like a performance peer and, and close friendship and Sometimes I, I like that those things go hand in hand with Ian. He's seen me develop as a musician, particularly a vocalist, over a long amount of time. And he's been there in recording processes. And by the way, uh, on that note, your <laughs> vocals have far and away blown way out of the water. Like, I remember, like, even back in high school, we were in a freaking choir together. And, uh-huh. like, of course, you were naturally just, like, down there, like, holding down the low end. But, yeah. Like, you, you, you go, <laughs> Up there now, like you're fucking yeah. all over the place. It's great, and there's so many points on the last album, and maybe it wasn't even the last thing you guys released, but uh-huh. the um, the the album with the, all the inter track talk and Captain, everybody's called oh, each yeah. other Captain. Like that was obviously the fucking best thing in the world, but like there were so many points where I was absolutely confused whether it was you or Luke. Like, That's awesome. That's kind the of the point. Uh, we we wanted to. Our voices are similar enough that we want there to be some confusion. Is is it two guys? Is it one guy? We're all captain. <laughs> yeah, we're all yeah, we're all captains on this ship. Um, uh, but okay, so Ian, he's he's been there and watched us grow. So when we're in like when we're in the studio or in the basement recording, I feel really comfortable with him as a performance coach, mm-hmm. right there, telling me if if. What I'm doing is the right approach. Tell me, stop me. Tell like, me how no, it no. is. Yeah, not to be like yeah. it, it becomes that voice that's not judgmental. It's just mm-hmm. the person that says yes. what you need to hear, especially he when working on a vocal or something. Mm-hmm. Unless you're gonna go in there, like I've had Eric Nelson do many a time, like actually alter my pitch on a vocal because it's like, well, oh, yeah, this yeah. is the thing I release. Like, if you move this one note, just like you avoid that. But like, yeah. Ian knows the things to shoot for, and we'll be honest with you and just say, 
Actually, dude, maybe just try it this way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to get it live if you can, but I'm not going to pretend like the stuff that's recorded is perfect. Yeah, right. I know there's pitch correction in every vocal track I've ever recorded that's been professionally produced. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with even saying, like, it's just a thing. Like, yeah. it's going it, to. You, in a perfect world, you would sing it or play it perfectly, uh, but then there's that point of view where it's like, um. And then maybe there's points where they haven't like even put pitch correction on it. Sometimes it's better to have the rough edges, but... We've done both. Uh, we've had uh, lower quality demos and EPs. And I say lower quality, they're not. They're just different. They're, we weren't shooting different. for the, the clean and You're polished. You're doing it in a different uh, way. Yeah, and with those, there's less of that uh, pitch correction. Um, there's still a lot of vocal mixing and effects. But I, I think it does push it a little bit when when uh, those chords are locked in. Right. Uh, the vocals are really um, melodically playing into what's going on. And as anything, it always is unique to the situation, but it's, mm. it's, it's never a waste to ignore the tools that you have at your disposal when it comes down to something like that. Oh, yeah. That. And I trust someone, like, recording with Ian, we've been doing it for, I mean, I've probably recorded music with him for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um I trust him to make those decisions where I don't know if I went to somebody that I, I didn't know if I would be comfortable with them telling me what to do in the moment or correcting things, say, do it this way instead right. of that other way. Uh, and I, I, I'm grateful that I can pay my friend and I trust him to do the work. There's no um, There's no disconnect. There. Yeah, there's no disconnect. Yeah, it's just... It's, uh, Trust, really. It's right. the best way to put it. And, and a long-time friendship. That yeah. Ian, if you're listening to this, I love you. Big shout-out to, shout to you. Big, big one to Ian Sheridan. Yeah. Ian Sheridan, Eclipse Studios. I don't know if he still does IJS Studios. Uh, uh, I don't know about IJS. I know he's been just busier with work. Uh, even Eric Nelson. At, big shout-out to Eric Nelson, the man, the myth. Mm. He, uh, I don't think he's been at Eclipse that much. I think Ian's just been working a little bit more. Okay. But, um... Well, he, I mean, what he does for a living now is insane. He's, uh, um, like, basically an audio wizard for he State is an Farm. Audio wizard. Uh, they do record, like, voiceovers for radio spots and commercials. They're on set recording audio at commercials. Uh, he does mixing for various internal videos, things like that. It's kind of all around. The cool. job he does, he does audio for the entire company. It's nuts. Anytime I hear him talk about it, uh, I'm insanely proud and also insanely jealous that he's doing that for a living. He's a great guy, like mm. you said, to have like as your recording guru, but mm. more importantly, again, as your one of your best friends. Oh, yeah. What a great guy. Very mature, level-headed individual. Any uh, big shows that you're excited for this coming year with Shinzon? Or you yeah, just yeah. focus more on the recording stuff? Uh, well, so we're trying to push a little bit harder in general. It's tough, man. I, I definitely think um, in that department... Uh, I like what I do creatively, but I have a, I have trouble with the ambition of promoting music and getting yourself out there. It's and the hardest get, thing to do it, for yourself. It's so weird. You feel um, there's a reason there's a business. I feel yeah. to like people doing that for you because it it's just something that even if you don't hate to do it, there's plenty of people that are really good at doing it for themselves, even as mm -hmm. they are a musician or artist of any sort. But it does in whatever way drag away from the creative process when you're spending all your time working on fucking logistics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think there's kind of an arrogance to it on my part in that I want someone to discover what we're doing and then be like, oh, hey, we can really help you out in this department, but right. that, who is ever going to see that's what you pushing that's, it? That's what you think in your head the whole mm. time, right? Like, yeah, you, but I, and I've been thinking, thinking that since like, I was 15 since years I was, old. Yeah, and, and, then yeah. You, and then you're 30 and you're yeah. like, wait, mm -hmm. maybe, it, maybe all the times that it went, it went really well is because I was pushing extra hard to yes. make it go really well. Yeah, I think about shows in high school and we get like, you know, 100 plus people mm -hmm. at, a, at a coffee shop and it's because we put 
500 flyers up, told everybody we know, got the word out. And uh, canvassed the whole thing. For yeah, yourself. exactly, exactly. You've had a Facebook event up for two months instead of add your friends the week of. It's the same thing I kick myself in the ass for every fucking day is because, and anytime you're even doing that, it's like, quit wasting your time. Just like, shut up and fucking get to it. Just get to it, but, yeah. Like, even just like making a Facebook page for my own music, it's like, why, like, that I... I'm so grateful I did that thing that took me six minutes that I put off for six months. Like, yeah, yeah, but uh, you gotta, you gotta do it. You have to like turn that part of your brain off that maybe doesn't want to engage so much in social media. Uh, We're getting away from the point that you asked about shows. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we get away from it immediately. Like, there's plenty of tangents to go off of, but like. It, that's just that part of like booking shows in the first place like yeah, it sucks, so, yeah. <laughs> I want I wish I had if anybody's listening to this and they want to manage my band Shinza we, <laughs> Please. Could, we could desperately use uh, we're doing a good job internally we have a band manager but the band manager is in the band and yeah you know, he's also the promoter and yeah uh, <laughs> yeah we all take on a little bit of it but uh, Luke Chamberlain is the current band manager of Shinza and I'm sure he could use help on the business side so if anyone's listening, I'm shamelessly asking for help. Luckily, Luke Chamberlain is a Nimbus cloud, but it still yeah. doesn't get you everywhere. Yeah, he's probably, I don't know if he'll listen to this. Uh, he might. He I, might hope, I hope he never does. Yeah, I hope he never does. Because <laughs> we're about to get into it about Luke Chamberlain. <laughs> no, uh, but it shows we're, yeah, um, so we, we have a couple in the next couple months. Uh, we're trying to do at least once a month. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I don't, this is, Mm, I don't want to diss local shows at all because local shows are great, but we've been playing locally so long that it's more important for us to be playing in Chicago. And um, anywhere else, really. Yeah, really anywhere else. And that's yeah. also the hard thing about... I mean, there's... there's. Luckily, like you said, you guys are all absolutely best friends, so you can continue forever with the dynamic under mm-hmm. that as that as long as that still remains the case. But that's one thing that does get harder playing any shows when one person lives a couple hours away. Yeah, it was just a huge, it was a huge strain on us for sure. Yeah, even though it, it seems like nothing. It's like even if it was forty five minutes, even if it's Chicago, it's mm-hmm. not that far. It's not that far. You just gotta uh, be better at to, planning shit. Yeah, you gotta have a good system. We we've gotten to the point where with writing music we can we can do it because we'll record individually and send mm-hmm. it to each other and, and start layering stuff. So when you do get together. It's not a jam from nowhere. You've got something to bring to the table because over time we've kind of realized if we start jamming, it's it going to go be anywhere. it could go anywhere. It's going to be really hard to tighten. You might down. love all of it, but you, yeah, you say you love that part, but yeah. until you get better on the back end of listening to everything you record and say, okay, this was the fucking four measures where we did this one thing where that's what we should go off of. Oh, like, yeah, and I I just need time a lot of the time to to write anything because I'm not. I play in a flashy way. I, I, I can feel out the bass, but I'm not the best musician. You're a flashy it, guy. Yeah, I'm a flashy <laughs> guy. Uh, I'm not the best musician when it comes to someone explaining like a, the chord structure of a song and then me being able being able to follow along uh, some competently. The, some of the best bands, in fact, probably most of them, are guys that like have only been in one band. They just yeah. are so intrinsically locked in with the best friends that they play with. That yeah. it's their own thing. You, that's that's what it is for I mean, sure. I've never learned to like read music. I can tell you any chord of what you're playing and like. I know you know music. Though. I've heard I, you. No, I've heard I, you I can talk. I can walk. I can walk the walk mm. when it comes to time. Time to talk talk. Yeah. Time to time to talk, Timmy. But I like. I still like. If you put a piece of music in front of me, like I couldn't read it and play it. But if you played it, I could play it as it's playing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's incredible. That's you learn. You learn your own. Itself. 
you learn your own kind of like language of music the mm-hmm. more that you play it, and especially through playing with other people. Oh yeah, it's the kind of connection you can't even explain with words. Like when you've been friends with somebody like you have with Luke for so long, it's the kind of it's the kind of most admirable thing in the world. It's like that's a level of fucking friendship that you just like can't put a price on. Oh yeah, and it the longevity of it. Uh, I mean, Luke's one of my best friends in the world. Probably my my best friend. Arguably. Um. Arguably one but of the best that, guys in the world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Luke Chamberlain, we love you very we're, much. We're out here. Uh, but that music relationship is, is something, it pushes through and it comes from a time when we were younger. We weren't, we're not the, we've grown as people. We've been playing music for 15 years almost. Uh, so that constant being there really is a, a bond that, I don't know if I can put words on it necessarily. It's just incredibly yeah. powerful and, and certainly will go the distance. Like we could be... A, Maybe we haven't caught up as two dudes, two friends in six months, but or, we can or six sit. years. If yeah. you found yourself in the same room again, you'd immediately be laughing your dicks off, fucking making the best music. Oh yeah, fucking, and, like right back to hanging out the side of the truck doors, yelling at maybe people. Not on the street. Maybe not that. Maybe not that. I, I, that's something. Uh, there's, there's snapshots of our lives that you just wish you had an actual snapshot of that you no no not there's at all. some there is video evidence of some of that uh, on an old computer on a really low quality camera uh, that I hope nobody nobody Never sees. Is. It's bad, man. It, and some of it we what we're saying makes it sound worse than it is. No, you just uh, make it sound worse than it is. It was just like beautiful, like being driving down the street <laughs> on like Vernon Avenue and seeing. Your big ass just like hanging out the side of the fucking truck, just yelling it for no reason. There probably wasn't even anybody on the street. That's the thing. It. Yeah, there. Sometimes there weren't. If we were like recording and, and maybe yelling at somebody, this is what we're talking about is verbal harassment. Essentially, <laughs> we would drive around as high school students and uh, and and yell at people. Most of the time, it was harmless. Uh, maybe like a UPS driver or something like that. It was and only then, it was only harmful when you'd accidentally knock a mailbox over with your face as you're going by. Yeah, well, and I say harmless now, but if I put myself in the perspective of, of like that guy, I remember specifically one UPS driver, we just, it kept happening. We kept seeing the same guy. Uh, he was a pretty intimidating looking dude and he eventually <laughs> caught up to us and, and, and screamed right back. <laughs> At the time, we were, you know, scared, like, oh, my God. Sometimes you got to be put in your place like He's so mad, but now it's like that. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for doing that. a guy that's like, let me teach these kids a fucking lesson. Yes, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. There there, there are people out there that will yell right back at you. It's just choosing the right times to know when it's time to yell. I think I I just needed an outlet to yell, really. (laughs) Sometimes you do, don't you? Isn't that what playing music is about? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It really is. It's probably the same thing as people like getting into like martial arts or like whatever it might be. Like get it, whatever it is, get it out of your system. Yeah, I don't have the desire in me to want to like punch a person or a person because I'm afraid that I would. like if I punch someone in the face that they might die or something Dude, I have big you got hands some big fucking, if there's anything I've ever complimented <laughs> you on it's your hands true. <laughs> I think more than anybody else both compliments and and weird back backhanded compliments Dude, you're like, it's still compliments backhanded but, yeah, hand compliments yeah, back giant handed you're compliment. fucking walking you're a big giant at a hand magazine <laughs> uh, but yeah I have never had the desire to fight um, Which is good because I'm too. I'm yeah. too. I'm large. I'm a large guy. I played yeah. sports as a kid. I played hockey. I wrestled, uh, and in both of those sports, I was just always concerned about genuinely harming another person. And uh, so doing I think, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, music and screaming out of the car window at people when we were kids is letting out that same sort of energy. You got to put it somewhere. It's probably the same thing as like yoga or meditating or whatever you might do yeah. to like just 
put yourself in a different, like, different Yeah, I try space. to do those now. I would say I try to do, but I barely ever do either of those. Yeah, I, I stretch regularly, but it's not, it's not the same as yoga. I, I, I work out and it's the same kind of energy, but um, yeah, meditating a few years ago, I was, I was real big on, on meditating. Did you get a big benefit daily. out of it? I did. I uh, So I, at the time, um, I was at a point where I'd been working in the restaurant industry for a really long time as a server, and I started having panic attacks. Um, I hadn't been in school forever. I, I didn't. I hadn't finished my degree, so I'd taken a lot of time. Played in bands. Uh, I did like the touring thing, and I, I just I started having panic attacks and like anxiety about who I was, my life, my place. Um, and I went to the doctor, and they prescribed me anxiety medication. Um, and as part of that, I, I didn't want to be medicated for whatever reason. Not because I don't think it would help, but because of some deep-rooted stigma against having medication to help your right. mental health issues, maybe thinking that it's overdiagnosed or I'm overblowing what's going on with myself. So I was seeking alternate routes, and meditating was a big one. That helped sincerely, just grounding yourself. Um, How long did you do it for? Like, would you just do it in the morning sometimes? or I would... Uh, whenever I needed to at the time, I would maybe go out in my backyard and lay down in the grass in a constructive rest position. Just kind of let everything flow past you. Uh, as they say, it's really hard to get to a place where you're not thinking about anything. I never treated it like that. I just treated it kind of, you're on addressing the, on the things as they're happening. It, it's like, just, if only think about your breathing, right? Like, even just focus yeah. on breathing. Like, don't think about anything is the point, right? Yeah. It's so hard to do. Yeah, you... The way people will describe it is you kind of, yeah, you're just focusing on your breathing and letting the thoughts that are, it's a non-stop, I mean, your brain never stops giving you dialogue, just flowing past you, um, and then you, you let it go, but I thought it was more beneficial in the moment to address the things with myself, to confront myself in a little bit more of an honest maybe, capacity. Maybe to let your brain run where it wanted to exactly. naturally run instead of like... yeah being caught up with what you're actually like mm -hmm. thinking about in the moment to moment yeah don't, don't push the thoughts away just let them run between yeah. where they're actually going yeah, and figure out what it means how to how do you make that work for you now don't have whatever the expectation versus reality is uh they gotta you gotta be realistic about what's going on with yourself yeah address your own point of view yeah. of what you're thinking about well you can really change in any situation is yourself uh and how Absolutely. i mean everything else is, is a stimulus and then your reaction is what defines is, what it means to you yeah and sometimes that you know you can't control that and that's when you need to address some it. help yeah or address right. it in, like, a, in a different way it's just, sometimes it sucks that there are those things where it's you know like at, at the end of the day is is it doing you any good to constantly worry about this thing that you can't make any influence on or impact on in the first place like oh yeah you can't control how other people act and you can't control the reality of how shitty some things can be but yes <laughs> that is, you, that is you, too true when you curb your reaction to the way that you want to be like you yeah. can live in chaos and be the be something that still knows what you're doing oh yeah absolutely yeah if you know you i mean your surroundings become kind of arbitrary at that point uh this is taking a, a turn. Yeah, by we, the way. we went. Way yeah. yeah, this is this kind of conversation. I, I could, I could talk about for hours. I know because I, I am realizing now that we're saying it out loud that this is something I've lost touch with a little bit, and it is important to me. So, it, uh, I'd I'd like to get back to that and 
I'm glad that we're recording this because if I listen back to it, it'll be a constant reminder right. that you need to meditate, but Me more too. importantly than that, ask yourself some serious questions and be answering them on a daily basis so that you know yourself. Me, right. not you guys listening. Maybe, maybe if you're listening and to this, yeah, you maybe. Should do that, but I'm saying me needs to do that. Yeah, I, I saw no reason to not like get off my ass proverbially and go <laughs> downstairs and uh. sit back down and do like start a podcast with my buddies just for the sake of like chatting. Like it's good to take time out of your day once in a while and just have a chat and like oh, yeah. catch up with somebody and yeah and learn about yourself in the in the meantime. Like oh yeah, then that's that's shocking. This is this is cool by the way. Uh, this this whole thing, me being here talking to you on a podcast. Uh, I was totally nervous. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. or, or uh, Me either. And I, I mean, we're not really talking about anything. We've gone <laughs> in all sorts of directions here. Uh, but that's good. I like that. Uh, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I thought... Uh, I appreciate you too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I thought about it as the, in the same way as like a band or anything that you do. Like, you know, when you start something, you never are just like doing it for the sake of like other people. Like, I don't inherently care whether anybody ever listens to this or not I just knew that it would be something that I'd want to do to like sit down and have chats with my good friends that I care about so much and just like ask them about their lives anyways but like like a band or anything else that you do you do it for yourself and maybe it will be one of those things that ends up picking itself up and people attach to that and take something from you know what I mean like that would be lovely if that did happen I think you know we we obviously have some work we would need to put in right, to but even, get that out but there but again even if it doesn't it's yeah. just like something that is a good thing in the, in the first place like and it yeah it's an it's a good honest thing and if somebody ever does listen to it down the line we didn't anything that I, I've recorded or, or put down is um, genuine to the moment. It's, and you can hear that in, in any recording, whether it's chatting with a friend um, or making a timestamp of where you're at as a musician or yeah. a band or whatever it might be. Like, you can hear that in any recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you mean, like, like, what I've done or in general? In general, but of course you okay. as well. Like, okay, well, I think you, for sure, it's the same way. It's very um I'm more meant you specifically, okay. but like, pretty much any, I mean, it, it goes without even saying, like, any recording you hear, whether it be, like, some country song mm. or some, like, documentary, the, like, whether it's audiovisual or whatever, like, you're getting the essence of what that thing was, and... Hopefully, you can, good things, things that resonate, right, for sure. Right, yeah. and when you see a good movie, or you um, hear a good fucking, you read a good Bible, yeah. you, get, you get where the fucking person was at at the time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yes. a timestamp of where those people were at. Yeah. Like, and if you don't get that feeling, it probably means they weren't there, or it's not, they're not executing yeah, or, or it they effectively. they weren't yeah. as connected with mm-hmm. what it, whatever it might have been that yeah. they were shooting for. Yeah, but. that like gut feeling, I, I think it is a gut feeling that... Uh, being it's able to tell that it's you know it's in the moment like that somebody's leaving something behind on the recording or or uh, in the video or what have you. It's the difference between hearing the essence of somebody like Johnny Cash and something like Florida Georgia Line or some shit like that you've never heard of. Like, yeah, I wouldn't even. I can't. Tell I you wouldn't what they sound. I like. wouldn't either. That's why I mentioned them because <laughs> okay. I have no idea what they yeah. sound like anyway. But some like throw them right under the bus. Any here. any fucking nineties two thousand like pop country act like uh-huh. there's a. Ephemeral difference between yeah. like the the spirit of something that you hear, and I'm not again. I'm not trying to talk yeah. shit about them. They would anything. probably disagree, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and I agree with you. And that's just me being a shithead. Like they're probably also like the biggest Johnny Cash fans, and they're probably great musicians. Yeah. But like <laughs> just your any anything that you'd consider to be like standard, like fucking country flying out the fucking mm. radio out of your fucking Chevy bullshit song, like 
I'm so disconnected from that. I, I know that if somebody asked me, like, what music do you don't do you not like? What music are you against? I, I would I find say, it harder and harder to say that there's any music that yeah, I don't like. I know I would say country music, but it's but there's generalization. so much country music yeah, that so is much. so good. Mm. And, and when and if you really, I don't know, anytime I listen to a song, it's like I, I don't I don't hate what I'm hearing. I think there's just an association right. between people that I'm sure you're into. Yeah, yeah, what I'm into, but also you can't knock when fucking Garth Brooks has twenty thousand people at fucking Madison Square Garden or yeah. something like. It's connected. And I like Garth Brooks. Level, so like, yeah, I might not go see that show, but I also like. I like a lot of classic rock, but I you also wouldn't normally find me like at a fucking twenty thousand person Grateful Dead show either. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's a and different. Like, that's like kind of a different Dead conversation because it's not the Grateful Dead has evolved so much over time. Same way as country music. Yes, yeah, sure. Same way as I mean, some of those acts that are performing now that have been performing for a long time, it's not the same people in the room. It's maybe the one guy. But I'm talking. I mean, I'm totally talking out of my ass right no, now. No, I don't. I'm so unfamiliar with country music. I can't I, be a critic, one I'm, way or the other. But see, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not even to be a critic. Like I'm just saying. Like even if there were types of music, whether it be country or anything else that I'd like to talk shit about just because it's fun, mm -hmm. I still love so much of that music. I, there's le more, the older I get, the less music that I find that I can even say that I don't like. Like, there's something about yeah. most music that I like. Like, you could play me a fucking anything, like, uh, there's Garth Brooks songs that I love, uh -huh. and there's fucking Lizzo, where, like, next thing you know, yeah, I'll do a yeah, fucking yeah. folk version. This is a Lizzo, a folk version of a Lizzo song? Okay. Okay. One in grade two, got a fever. I just took a DNA test, and said, I'm a hundred percent bad bitch. You know, I'm kind of crazy. Yeah, I got more problems than so you live in. Bling, bling, you know, I'm a bitchy girl. You should have had a bad bitch. Like a man, happy with your career. Just a little, you're supposed to hold me down. But you're holding me back, and it's the sound of me not calling you back. There's, uh, there's good music in everything. Uh, you got a you got a touch on the guitar, man. You're you're very very good at the acoustic guitar. It's, it's oh, fun nice. to watch. I, I like watching your hands play. Anybody who play, I because I you know I dabble on the acoustic guitar. The bass is my primary instrument, and I am fucking horrible at guitar. Uh, I can play like chords, block chords, uh, and that's it. And that's surprising. Uh, <laughs> you have giant hands. That's like, like a short scale Martin, uh, like a travel scale acoustic guitar. Uh, and it, so it doesn't sound. That is not the guitar for you. I've always appreciated that guitar, but that is not the guitar for you. Because of that, I like seeing, I like watching people's hands play the acoustic guitar because it's a hard instrument. Um, Bass is an incredibly hard instrument. It's almost like you. It's weird yeah. to say, but like yeah. it's almost like you're born to play the thing that you find in your hands. Like yeah, yeah. I think it's. That's cool. I'm glad that I'm that baffled. You said that. I'm baffled by so many things that I ever hear you play. And um, I'm like, I could never. The same way as Kyle. Yeah. Like Kyle is. Kyle's a real musician. Kyle's like four years my younger, yeah. and has always had fingers that are like six inches longer than me. I've got little fucking baby hands. Yeah. Which is why I got this little baby guitar so I can fit my little fucking chub thumbs over the top of it. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. And do reaches like this without. Any fucking difference, Ooh. but dude, you're—it's like you were born to play the bass. You're, you're naturally—it sounds great every time you touch the thing. That's—I'm—I'm I'm very flattered that you say that, but I, I just know that mentally, where I'm coming from, a lot of the time is is so separated from an actual musical, um, like a technical musical place, 
that I, I don't think that. I don't think that I, I'm, uh, I, every time I play bass, I'm like, ah, oh, you're not good at bass. But I know that I know what I'm doing. I but think, uh, I, I can tell you, I think the same thing when I play a guitar. And I don't know how old I was when I realized, but like, even if I feel like I'm playing things the wrong way, mm. at, at some point you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know, like, it, if I get the sound that I'm looking for, it doesn't really matter how I get there. Yeah, that's it the, might be the wrong way, but if you're making the sound that you hear in your head and you're yeah. finding it, then you're you're doing it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm sure there's people like Les Claypool and mm -hmm. like John Lennon and people out there like that would be the first to say that they don't really think they know what they're doing either. But well. <laughs> you're still out there and you're fucking making music, like. Yeah, you're you're probably right. There's a there's something to be said there about being honest with what you can do and and letting it come out in the moment and be your version of what it means to play music. I think because I played in band and and was in choir in high school, and did all these extracurricular music groups that were focused around musicianship and and music on the page, mm -hmm. uh, technical musicality, that playing in a band with my friends. Uh, it's almost like the outlet from that. <laughs> yeah, it feels um, weirdly lesser from a, like an academic perspective, and that's just me being kind of an asshole to myself. There's, right. That's not and, true. And anytime uh, you're playing the comparison game, mm -hmm. it's just compare and despair. Yeah. I, it's just me. It's something. It's there's a complex there for sure of just like no, it's not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. And it's carrying over into music. I uh, think and it, all sorts of. It might be more. Life. It might be more than. A complex it might be societal like the, just the idea yeah. <laughs> of like oh me playing this loud ass music with my buddies is in in some way less valid than what society might see as like the proper way to like sing music off paper and be yeah. able to like be completely uh proper with something like people don't give a fuck about proper when you can cure it like like anything whether again be a conversation with somebody that you see or a, a movie like mm -hmm. when you when it when it resonates with you it doesn't matter how the person got there in fact like that's usually what is the most beautiful part of it is the fact that it might have been somebody that you wouldn't think had, had gotten there but they just chose to do it anyway like Kurt Cobain didn't know how to fucking play guitar but everybody knows who Kurt Cobain is that's yeah that's a fantastic point uh and I, the expectation there of... Uh, and, and I mean, he, he absolutely knew how to play guitar. But, okay. like, to, like, to the point yeah. of, like, guitar teachers, like, saying, like, you can't play this way. Like, you can't, like, this this isn't proper. Like, this, yeah. you, you don't even know, you're not even in a tuning. It's like, I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, if you get the sound out of your mm -hmm. head or the idea out for people to see, like... You're not doing it because he, you didn't care about people reacting to it. That just happens after... And yeah, then, and then you get conflated, and your girlfriend shoots you with a shotgun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the side of this that we're on. Sure. <laughs> Just so if anyone uh, was unclear, I haven't seen those documentaries, but if any of them are I are either. advocating for that angle, I just like to make. I just like to make funnies out of things make, I make light know of nothing about. <laughs> yeah, I really don't either. To be honest, I never had like a time where I was super into Nirvana. I I know their music. I know the albums. But it was never. Um, I would it was never that. like my favorite band, right. if that makes sense. I even. I think sense. I learned some of the songs on bass growing up. I would recommend um, diving back in. Actually, that's you. And, that and I, I can say the same as like I've never. They were never like my favorite band, but there oh. were definitely points where my life was 
bettered by yeah. like being okay. absorbed in their music. That's wonderful. I think the type of music that it is, I would really mesh with right now. Uh, it's also one of those things. It's like a beautiful manifesto. If you like, grab the diary that he did, and just like it's okay. just like a sprawl through of a lot of his writings, and you get a sense of like. And you really feel attached to it because it's the same thing that any kid grows up going through to a certain extent. When you find yourself in high school, you don't know what to relate to. And hearing something, hearing somebody write something as far as, like, as simple as, like, if it weren't for smoking marijuana all the time, I don't know what, I, I probably would have never had the patience to play guitar. I probably would have never had the patience to do so many things. Like, I'm going crazy out of my mind like any kid is. No kid needs to be on fucking Adderall. Like, if you can smoke some weed and, like, yeah, get a little paranoid, but, like, sit down and give yourself the time to actually, like, learn an instrument, like, that's what's funny to me about, like, any instrument or anything that I play, like, there is no songs that I ever remember learning when I was a kid, but if a song comes on, like, even a Zeppelin song or, Mm -hmm. like, a Nirvana song, it might also be a huge part of... Um, my relationship with music, I guess, and my understanding of, like, I can hear a chord and know it anyway, but, like, there's so many things, like, Pink Floyd songs, where, like, I don't remember ever learning, but if that song comes on, I can fucking, like, play every single tidbit of it, and it's like, well, clearly I learned this at some point in my past, like, Uh I would have never done that if I wasn't the kid that was, like, the, not the outcast, but in my own mind, you know, like, in comparison to all the other kids, quote-unquote, yeah, in school, yeah, like, for sure. yeah, the stoner maybe, kids, yeah, maybe you know, a little like, bit. being stoned <laughs> and reading fucking books and playing guitar all day, like, clearly yeah. I spent a lot of time doing that, yeah, even though yeah. I don't remember any of the time I spent doing that, like, that, it's kind of odd, too, do you ever get, um, have recollections of those times of music, like, specific moments of learning a song, uh, when you were in, so that's a developmental time, you know, uh, like, oh yeah, I learned that at that point, and that, that really stuck. Even though I don't think about it now, it comes out of what I do. That happens to me pretty frequently, where I'll be playing a bass line or listen back to something I recorded. It's like, oh, that that came from this deep cut. Maybe it's this Primus song I learned right. when I was 13. Um, that had an influence on just your palate in general, and yeah. you took something mm-hmm. from that. It might be something completely different, yeah. but that's like the perfect art of it. It's, yeah. it's imitation in the form of flattery. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. I uh, I've saved I think the majority of uh, bass tablature or, or music that I've ever learned printed over the years, uh, so I can go back sometimes and, and dig through the folders and see the specific songs. And it's fun to engage with something that you maybe wouldn't think, like you were saying, you don't know when you learned it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's in there. You it's I, in there. You somewhere. just see the title of the song even. It's like I don't need to look at the the notes. I know I know I, it. I, I learned to play Blackbird at one yeah, point when I was yeah. a kid. Like <laughs> I can play the song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, since we just got off in like a half an hour. Yeah, that was a crazy. We went in a totally different direction, and I am realizing I never said the shows that are coming up. Glad, I got I'm I got to plug these shows. I'm glad that you can remember <laughs> yeah. the, the first question I asked in the first place. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> that was the root question. We went. We got introspective, and the the question was about upcoming shows and, for Shinzo. And it may happen again. Yeah, <laughs> it probably will happen again. Uh, okay, so Shinzon, my band, three piece prog rock group from Bloomington and Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we're playing a couple shows coming up. The first of which is on the 15th of March 
and I'm a piece of shit, but I can't remember the venue. Uh, hopefully this podcast doesn't come out before then, and this won't matter. Sorry, that's not um, why you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's prog rock night with a bunch of cool acts. I could look it up on my phone right now, but I'm not going to derail this. To do that. Uh, the second one is... Um, it's in April. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's April 4th. It's April 4th at Bremen Cafe in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am going to look at my calendar just to make sure that... What's your What's your uh, show that you're most excited for, though, this Make year? Music Normal Festival. That, you guys are saving playing that, that for last. It, yeah, it's June 27th. Are you and, playing Saturday, then? Yeah, yeah. It's June 27th in Uptown Normal. Uh, it's Saturday. It, there are multiple days. Uh-huh. Then I, I think I, it's Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, we played that for... Four years, I think, maybe more than that. As long as it's been a thing, Shinzan's been playing it. So that one means a lot to us. Uh, it is very, very, very important to us. Shout out to Morgan to, Schulte. Oh, yeah. Huge shout out to Morgan for putting all that together. Um, if Adam Fox from the Town of Normal is still involved, shout out to him. Uh, all, the, all those people at Town of Normal are still involved. Uh, this, this so, is, yeah, they're all, they're all killing it. Yeah, this is terrible, but I, I'm... It's, at least, it's honest. Um, what is Morgan's production company called? Uh, Gabriel Events. Gabriel Events? Gabriel Gabriel Events. Gabriel Events. Okay, yeah. well, huge shout-out to Gabriel Events, because that uh, Make Music Normal is a huge undertaking, and it is awesome to see the entirety of the local music community under a spotlight at once. That's a pretty it's, awesome It's powerful, thing. man. I... I it's I feel kind of, so humble to come in and I know, it's kind year. of overwhelming. Like, when you walk out and you realize, like, oh, like this is a beautiful showcase of so many of the best things that you can think of around here. Yeah, that's, I mean, that feels like the, kind of the peak for me. Like, if I, if that was the biggest show I played every year for the rest of my life, I would be perfectly content with that. You feel like you're a part of the community. Right. I've been here since I was six years old. Uh, I've been playing music. It, If nobody knows who we are or ever listens to what we do at least we can show it to the town once a year yeah and it, that I mean even just something like that means so much to not only the town but to every single person that is involved with it playing or organizing or being a part of it it's it's a beautiful community event I think last year we got to we played on the night shop stage uh-huh. um Right there by the firehouse. It was, yeah, it was right by firehouse. You had the back. It was kind of it was a a fun little faux um, celebrity feel uh-huh. because you could go. The stage was in the back of the alley, but there's a side door that goes directly into firehouse, so you could be kind of backstage, going in and out of the bar, getting drinks, and then coming out and hanging out in the backstage and putting in quotes. Uh, no, that's what it, it is. Yeah, it felt cool, man. It, <laughs> it just cool. felt, yeah, felt like I, I was, you know, I'm behind the scenes. I'm the band. I'm, right. I'm in this. And that's the uh, thing, like, even, like, going back to when you, like, convince yourself, oh, it's not, like, the same thing to, like, play in a band with my buddies. Like, it really, on a different level, is even bigger than all the other things that you do in your cordial aspects of life. Like, whether it be musical or otherwise, like, there's nothing, no reason to take away at all from how awesome it is. Oh yeah, to, to yeah. play music with your fucking best friends and to know that that makes an impact on people. Yeah, and to have people come up to you and say like <laughs> that it means anything to them is like, dang, thank you. That's, uh, I'm bad at receiving that type of information, but it truly is. Uh, that is beautiful. If someone ever comes up and says, you know, that the music or anything I've created has had some sort of impact on their life. Right. That uh, that means more to me than I. I think any anything else in the world other than maybe like the um, the love of my peers, of your closest friends. Yeah, um, but even in the same, like again, you, it's not the thing that you ever even did or started or thought about doing for the sake of 
any of that reaction. You did it because it was like something you needed to do mm -hmm. for yourself, just for your own benefit. Yeah. And then it ended up for that reason, which might have started selfishly just because you wanted to do it for your own fun, ended up becoming in that beautiful way, becoming something that people actually respond to and take a lot from. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I downplay it. I, I'm a piece of shit about that sort of thing. And I, I don't, I, I want to appear humble, I think, but that's not what it is. It's more of a, a fear of, of self-promotion a lot of the time. So I don't want to acknowledge what it is. But uh, I mean, we put art out into the world and art is is emotionally resonant in, and you put a lot of work yeah, into it and absolutely. it deserves to be and i again i do the same exact thing i want to tell you not to call yourself a piece of shit because you're not but i would do the exact same thing and downplay my own anything it's like why don't i just prom promote what i work so hard on i think of some of it and this i'm this is not knocking anyone but i think that a lot of times people who are highly successful in that industry or in any industry have a little bit of a narcissism complex uh, or narcissistic narcissistic personalities uh where you're the reason you're pushing yourself so hard is because you hold yourself to a higher level a lot of the time and I struggle with that I struggle with thinking there's any reason that I should be in the spotlight or more important uh, because you know you're not more important but at the same time like you still want to show something you, still have, you, still, you just have to get it out of your system yeah, yeah. Uh, well I've been struggling with that since I was a child that's a, that's a weird one that's going to be a lifelong struggle and, and it will but yeah. at some point it's like why not just Make it everybody else's struggle and not my own. Yeah, no, yeah, you're exactly <laughs> but, right. You but, have to no, come just to put that. yourself out there yeah. and like. So say, this is you know, what I do. I put my stuff is, out there. You can deal with it. Right. But I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, right. you're you're totally right. Uh, that yeah, that's a, a hard one to come. We're getting introspective. We're getting way in stuff. here. I don't know what we were talking about initially, but. And that's fine. <laughs> this is about our insecurities. Living. We we love playing music and we're very insecure. <laughs> Especially insecure. <laughs> But yeah, uh, totally sorry to get completely off subject again and grab myself another beverage. But uh, we talked a little bit about the shows that you're looking forward to. You've got yeah. a couple coming up soon and yeah. then Make Music Normal in oh, June. Yeah. Very excited for Make Music Normal. But uh, to change gears a little bit, because there's plenty yeah. to talk <laughs> about. You've got so much going on all the time. Um, I know... At least I think I know to a certain extent uh, well enough, but I wanted to uh, have you give me a brief history, so to speak, of your other big project, Nap House Studios. Nap House Studios. With the boys C. Witt <laughs> and A.D. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so those dudes, yeah, that's like the primary crew or the original crew, but at this point it's grown. And you've got Nick Rhodes, Anthony Pegg. Anthony Forever, who's uh, the best. Ian Sheridan, I would say... Um, he, he's on deck. He We've already talked about him. We've yeah, already we, talked about him enough. But, I mean, just to go off, I mean, Ian is a professional and will give no, us he's, his time. He's, he's fucking just awesome. Because he likes, he likes doing doing what we do. Uh, and I should probably explain that before going into any detail. Nap House uh, Studios primarily Where is a start? video production company. Uh, it, started, it started a long time ago. I mean, Nap House is an idea that was, if you remember when Chris, Chris's Luke, and house, Nick, right? they lived in that house. On, Isn't it Chris's on, dad's house? Yeah, thing? yeah. Rick Whitaker owned the house. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know if I, I should be throwing his name out there like that, but, but that's fine. Uh, he owned the house at one point, uh, and they rented it while Chris was in college. 
um, and he dubbed it the Nap House. Right. And so then it, that became just the hangout, the spot. We've said, the, you know, we're going to the Nap House. We'll be at the Nap House. We're recording at the Nap House, playing music at the Could Nap House. Could you go take some naps? Yeah, we're going to take because he took a nap the first day. He slept on a couch. There were a bunch of couches. Everybody brought a couch. There was a break in the house. There. He broke in the house, dubbed it the Nap House, and that was our home base for so long. Right. We started recording. Um, we had a rap group at the time. Shinzon formed in that house. Um, Alter Goliath was there. Kings of Old made a music video everything there. Everything was out yeah, of the house. Everything was out of, yeah, we were, we were just there doing stuff all the time. The energy was really flowing and the productivity, even though now I listen to it and it's garbage. <laughs> you look like, you're like, what were we doing? Yeah, what were we doing? But we were having like, just fun. Do just everything. doing it. Yeah, we're just, just doing do everything. It. Just putting the content out there. And if we had kept doing that, I'm sure it could have streamlined uh in a different in way. In a different but, way. But what it morphed into over time is, you know, we, some years passed, we still held on to the Nap House name. Right. We would release EPs, demos, I think even the Shinzon album. And shirts. Uh, shirts, yeah. I mean, it says <laughs> Nap House Studios in the corner, so it's kind of... Um, it's a brand. It's a brand, because it's not actually a studio. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a train of thought. Yeah, it's, it's a train of thought. It's a it's a movement. It's a movement. Uh, what it really is is a platform for people who want to be associated with us to give them a slight edge, a professional edge. You can say you're which is with why there's so videos. many of them. Which yeah. is why there's so many of those people because who wouldn't want to be associated with people that are just coming from the perspective of hey, let me try to give you even the slightest boot. Let's. No, no artist ever will ever say no to somebody saying, hey, come out and we'll make a video of you guys playing music. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's huge. People get, get shows from that. We had Morgan, Morgan Schulte from Gabriel Events. Um, she came up to us at Make Music Normal Festival last year to let us know that she had booked acts because she had seen their Nap House sessions. That is awesome. It's, that's what we wanted to do. It, it, we were a big fan of watching live session videos on YouTube. I do that all the time. Audio right. Tree Live, KEXP. And like anything um, you see, it's like if you see one person doing it bad, it's like, I can do it better than yeah, that. Yeah, and well, that wasn't even the thought at first. We knew it was going to be bad uh, when we first started. But it, it's like, let's just do it anyway. Let's just do it because we can. We can do this. Right. We, there are a lot of cool bands around Which here. That's why you and I are sitting here right yeah. now. It's like, yeah, who cares if it's bad? Let's just do it. And I wouldn't even say this is bad. It's, right. it's genuine. It's honest right. to what you can do right now. And that's uh, that's beautiful. I like that. That's the most important thing is that what you're doing is is honest, uh, and this setup is certainly honest. <laughs> if it's anything, yeah, it's yeah, honest. We're, to, to, we're, we're uh, talking on a door. Yeah, where there's the desk is is a door on a keyboard stand, uh, but it's it's awesome. That's great. Um, but so with with Nap House, we eventually decided if you know we're watching these videos. Let's make some videos. We're already using the Nap House title to release the, the names, release music. Mm -hmm. Let's make video sessions. And we did it uh, a couple of times with our bands. Ultra Goliath had a reunion to do a video. Uh, it was crazy, man. It's, uh, there's like 10 people filming, walking around with cell phone cameras. Yeah, uh, just every yeah. people just constantly panning. Yeah, you can see around. her. Yeah, you can see her walking through one of the shots. Uh, and actually, we've worked with Beth again recently, uh, and it was, it was wonderful. She did a fantastic job. She filled in uh, as a camera operator. We were down a person, and she brought her own equipment. Cool. She really helped out. I, I learned some things from her in the moment, which collaboration, that's key. You always want to take something away. Uh, so that was, that was wonderful. Shout out to Beth Randall. Cool. Um, but so we did these sessions. They weren't the best. 
but we just wanted to, to see if we could do it. And then we reached out to someone who we knew had some professional videography experience, uh, Anthony, Anthony Pegg. Um, who's also absolutely awesome fucking individual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude is fantastic. He, uh, what, Twin City Productions, I believe, is the name of his production company, or he might just go under Anthony Pegg. Uh, but he does, I mean, he does weddings. He does all the video for Max Slider Automotive. They have awesome so movie. much, uh, like a huge YouTube presence. And those They're videos are name. those videos are quality. They're a big name. Yeah, they uh, do some serious fucking jobs too. Oh yeah, but, I uh, will admit I don't know <laughs> what that place is all about. They I, basically uh, renovate old like vintage classic Broncos, Ford Broncos. That's awesome. And do like custom body work and make and all new fucking parts all together. They'll take like an old body and make a brand new car of like an old eighties Ford Bronco. That's incredible. 60s. I I have no knowledge in that department. They're pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a car guy, but yeah. I know what they do, and they're pretty freaking cool. Any of that stuff, I mean, that stuff blows my mind. But uh, not to get too far off Nap House. So. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, I mean, that you know, it's connected. Anthony yeah. does that. That's his side gig. We want to give him a little bit of a shout out there. And those videos are quality. I, I everything he does. Yeah, is I awesome. don't know if if he's got a great eye. At one point, I had heard rumors that uh, Netflix was looking at Max Slider Automotive to potentially have a, a, show. a show, and I can't imagine that they would be doing that without his videos. And I don't know. Once you get Hollywood, you, <laughs> he's going to change, up. man. We're going to no, lose that kid. I mean, you get Hollywood, they could just bring a film crew in and say, uh, "We don't know this guy anymore." That's not a good point. They but, would do that. You know, even that do that. even if that was the case, he would still know. You'd have that, another foot in the door to something yeah, else. And yeah, have a lot to learn. Exactly. That'd be um, awesome. It, yeah, it would just, that's a direct, you know, his work led to something like that. I don't know if that's going to happen or if it didn't happen. I it think was it was uh, Canon that he did a promo thing for, yeah. that one, he won that uh, event. That yeah, it was, um, was Don't it? Buy Off-Brand Batteries. It's a video awesome of Awesome video. It's taking a family portrait. The camera, uh, like, blows up, it starts on yeah, fire. Yeah, he puts <laughs> a, a, a battery in that says Canon, but it's, I Pretty sure it's spelled with a K. It's off-brand <laughs> battery. He puts it in, and the camera lights on fire. But it, it looks like a real commercial. It, it's great. So, and I, I know he just did that for uh, fun. Him, him but and Mary's so girlfriend. Um, they just shot that, yeah, themselves, and it, it's amazing. It looks professional, and he rightfully won that competition. Fuck yeah. Uh, so uh, he's a professional. He's a professional-minded <laughs> videographer, and we're great. And we pay him zero dollars. <laughs> that's not true. That's not 100% That's true. what I say to Chris Wyman all yeah. the time. Like, you're a professional guitar player. That's why I made you start playing Dobro, so I can pay you less than I already don't pay. <laughs> well, we have an expectation with, with money. We didn't start out wanting to make anything. We weren't trying to make a business. We just wanted to make videos. But you got to pay for your time and effort that you're putting in. And that's where we've gotten to. And it's a tough conversation because... It's not, though. It's not, but it is because the same thing we were talking about. Only because being, you started off not. The only conversation is the fact that to say, like, if anybody's asking you for something at that point, when it yeah. becomes a demand, it's like, I can't afford to do this for no money. Like, we yeah. love to do it. But That's our philosophy at, at this point is if... if once it picked up to the point where people are reaching out to us to schedule sessions, because for a year, maybe more... You're doing it. we reaching out to everybody. We had to get the people. Yeah, nobody just was coming to us and saying, we want to do a video. We had to put together sessions. It was like scheduling a show. Yeah, and then um, you guys would work your asses off from mm -hmm. for like five hours every Sunday. Oh, yeah. The Lord's Day. <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when people would just come in and be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, don't, not realizing that... You guys are cranking out like four or six people every Sunday. Sometimes, yes. sometimes, yeah. And that's a lot of work on, in and of itself. But especially yeah. when one person moves a couple hours away again, it's mm -hmm. like 
It's yeah. got to even if the, even if you lived on the same house and you were doing it, you yeah. got to make it worth your time. You're absolutely right. And so what, where we're at now is if you do reach out to us, if anybody's listening to this and they want a video session with Navas, if you reach out to us, we have rates. Uh, we we have to book a session with we have to book the space. We work at Come Together Space Galleries mm-hmm. in downtown Bloomington. Um, we have to bring in our whole crew, which isn't just the three of us anymore. We've got extra audio guys, a lot extra of video guys, a lot of gear. Um, we need to make it worth their time to, to work with us, to take the time out of their professional lives right. to give us an afternoon. And again, not only that, but like on the Lord's Day. <laughs> on the Lord's Day, I, yeah, yeah, we can. And this is a, this is a strictly Christian podcast, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Well, this, I okay. I'm about I, to be smited right now just for saying that. I have no, uh, <laughs> like like. Um, I don't have like a religious core at all, so that type of stuff. I have an anti-religious kind of like core. bounces right off me. Did you go to Catholic school? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, that's probably where it I've, comes I've, from. That's where I got my anti-religious core. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. I my parents went to Catholic school, so they just um, they came into being parents with that angle, and I think um, they just didn't give us anything. So we we were presented all the religions, like here's all the options. Sure, we're not going to teach you anything. Whatever you want to do. Later on, you can do it, and because of that, I just don't have it. I don't have any anything. Like, like anything, I see great benefit in any group of any sort that brings community to people. Like that's in my mind what it is about. Yeah. But um, but I mean, and it does. Like it brings people together, and it, like if that's what it is for you, then I'm, I'll never be anybody to knock that. But I'll, I'm also never the person not to talk shit about fucking things that are fucking stupid <laughs> yeah yeah if it's yeah if it's if it's stupid and hateful and misguided then that's what it is and I mean, there's I no mean, reason to not think of get, it that way we'd get far too down a rabbit hole even going into that realm because i could talk shit for days yeah about i don't come from a things, uh, knowledgeable enough place to really have the like bitterness i think towards it built up where i, I mean i can hate on it but I, it just doesn't it doesn't come naturally what i do know is i think i fill that absent place with um, like collaborating creatively and being around people that I actually like to be around and, and feeding off their energy. That is, a, is a, in quotes, kind of a religious thing for me. I feel like I have honestly done the exact same thing throughout my whole life in that, you know, just making something that does so much good for you, like anything. Again, I'm not going to knock anything that brings anybody closer to God. Like, if it's something that does good for you, then by all means. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to knock anything that makes you feel more loved and oh, yeah. fucking appreciated as a person. Yeah. I'm just not religious anymore. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. just it's just not something that I do, but again, I'm not going to sit here. I'll make plenty yeah. of jokes because it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll, if it's uh, antagonistic or bigoted or really hateful, filled unaccepting in any way uh completely i'm completely against I'm, it yeah completely 100 like, there's the hill that i will die on yeah, like if you start sure. talking about pedophiles or mm-hmm. bigots or fucking ass it's like yeah, well, any of it any of those it. people i thought it was about values yeah uh, and teaching you to be a good person exactly. and, and engage with society in a meaningful way but the second you you get right. away from that the then second, it's a problem the second you're on the other side it's like well what are, what are we really doing here yeah exactly yes if if it looks like you're getting brainwashed or taken advantage of, <laughs> if it looks like outside, you're getting beaten over the head of the club, and you are getting beaten mm-hmm. over the head of the club, then <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. we went on a total yeah, tangent total there. Yeah, tangent. Okay, so on fuck so, yeah. oppressors, yeah. <laughs> Nap House Studios, long live Nap House Studios. Will not oppress you, <laughs> but if you want to book a session with us, we will ask for money at this point. That's where we started. Yeah. That's, and you, 
As you should. Yeah. And you I, guys deserve it for all the fucking hard work yeah, you do. And, and probably less money than you deserve for what it's that's, worth. That's the thing. And that's something I, I, I did want to talk about. That's the only thing I brought in here that I wanted to discuss was how, about how do you find paid. How do you find that level? Uh, it's hard, dude. Um, we, we've never asked for enough. That, and Same as being uh, in a band. You drive yeah. two hours for a show. And you don't and you get a man. You get 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like we're barely paying gas for the van yeah. to drive for $100. And it is more than likely because you didn't demand anything. You didn't, Cause you didn't, you didn't say, ask. You didn't ask. Yeah, you didn't say this is what we'll do that for. Uh, we can't afford to do this for no money. Yeah, yes, exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of the client base that we built up initially was when we were reaching out to people. People will come back. And they want to do sessions again. Cheap but, people like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we've had you at a, a bunch. Yeah, uh, all for free. <laughs> yeah, well, I think most of the time it's one of us hitting you up and saying, will you come do the session? And that's not what I'm talking about. Because if we do that, right. we're asking I'm for just your making time. Fun of myself. Yeah, if you hit us up, you're asking for I should have asked you time. to pay me. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it, but only if you guys Dude, give this, me back a couple of dollars. Is, this is so many exposures yeah. for you guys. You guys are going to pay your rent with this. <laughs> um... Oh, that'd be a dream to find a rent off <laughs> with of exposures. Yeah, with exposure. With exposure. <laughs> I put yeah. To come play the show, it pays share my videos, pay my rent. Yeah. Uh, but um, if you do book sessions with us at this point, a full session, the come together space, two song session with the full production value, we've got about five camera angles going. And you're talking about uh, something that's like, and sorry to interrupt you again, but yeah. you're doing like eight takes of every single one of these songs it, like to make sure that the depends. artist is yeah. happy with what we, we do it till they're happy sometimes so, you probably yeah. roll in and do one take yes some of these people probably do like eight takes yes, to do, do something right yeah um but so we'll do that and then you know in this in the moment maybe your session your shoot takes an hour two hours an mm-hmm. hour and a half whatever uh then we go back and we do the audio editing and the video editing which combined is probably another, three to eight, ten, ten hours, hours yeah it, it depends on on how complicated it is um, You're talking about five camera angles. That's yeah, a lot of editing, and it can be passed around between a couple of guys. So if you break it down hourly, That's what we. She said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but we don't ask for a lot. But, uh, I'm trying to get to the pricing, and I, I'm like dancing around it because I don't want right. to say the numbers. But if you want to do two songs with us, it's three hundred. 300 for the full production value and then you own the songs afterwards if that's we more than fair I uh, think I think so too and I was once given the advice from a videographer who shall remain nameless but they're very wise that was never do anything for under 350 uh, mm-hmm. if you know that you can do it right. at a certain level I would say the same um, anything, anything I, you can get dude I've had so much trouble um, justifying that justifying that to, not even justifying it getting the chance to justify it because I've had a number of people work, uh, reach out to me Locally and otherwise to do music videos, which Dude, is what I want to think do. about the idea of the fact that you've got for a four-hour day just for the one day of recording You've got mm. seven people. Yeah You're that's like nobody think about any hourly rate even if you're underpaying them by the federal minimum wage You're still looking at like eight pe- like seven people's yeah. eight, seven hour day I, And then all the people don't if people don't understand the back end of it Mixing, yeah. Then they don't understand what goes into it, and if they don't understand that there's seven people physically working to do the thing, then like that's that's the product. Yeah, like, people don't understand that, or maybe don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to um, let the reality of that sink in that people are putting their their time into it uh, for a skilled um, production. It's a skill. It's, you, you know, you're you're putting a skill in there. Other people don't have. The skills that came to you to get this video created. Mm-hmm. You're putting the time in. Your expertise is what's making the product 
be at the level it is in the end, uh, and that's worth something, I want my crew that shows up on a shoot to get paid to, to take something care home. Of and and that's, still love doing it. Yeah, and that is not the same as even saying I'm getting paid per hour for the editing or right. the audio engineer is because we're for sure not. You're not I just want the men on the on the, on the scene. No, and it's men and women. That's not right. Uh, not just the people yeah. that are the people that are there the to, to take something home and the space. Matt, uh, he only asked for donations for Come Together Space. Matt's that's, such an awesome guy. He's amazing. That is a wonderful, wonderful outlet. Um, it's a local art gallery space that he wants to turn into an event space, but there's some regulations with the town. a lot of fucking weird, like, regulations and medications yeah. so over he, the code of that. It, it's he, he's got to raise a lot of money. It's like $100,000 to a install a sprinkler system in the whole space. It's right. a huge place that could um, host all sorts of events. And, and has. And has under the radar a little bit. Um, of course, but it's no secret that some beautiful fucking times have been had at that Oh, absolutely. Space. Some of my favorite shows have been there. Shinzon's first show was there. Really? Uh, yeah, so it's a special place for us because of that, and I'm it's grateful that he likes working with us, but he doesn't ask us for any money, and we always try to kick something back to the space. Of course. Um, even if it's anonymous donations. So some of the money that comes in from bands when we do charge goes back to renting this of space course. and creating this new venue again it's just one of those things as it gets bigger it's like these are the costs of doing what we do you have to make yeah. sure that you're covering your own ground before you can just do even if it's what you love yeah. to do you can't do everything for yeah nothing. and what i i mean beyond the sessions what i really like doing and nap house is a good outlet for this is music videos for people who otherwise don't have the ability to make professional quality music videos which brings me to the, the other big thing that i wanted to uh, get into with you was the awesome music videos you've been doing Hell yeah, like dude. particularly the carrots gold video for yeah. one. I'm very proud of that. It is monumental. Yeah. I watched it like six times within the first twenty minutes it came out. I, the, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is awesome." That's amazing. It dude. is That's, so great. I love that. I love it. And I, sh that. I showed it like thirty times to so many different people. I was like, "Have you seen this video that these guys did?" Like every single bit of it. I was like, and I knew, and maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but I may be many things, and wrong is not one of them. <laughs> I would like to think that a big part of that was your doing and your directing, probably is, and it, yeah. it, if anything, definitely your costuming and all oh, the, yeah. like the stuff. And if anything, your acting. I was like, look at my friend Storm. Yeah, like, look at this guy. Like he's <laughs> he's in a mirror yeah. pretending to like snort cocaine, just like. I'm just like fucking ready to kill somebody and then he goes out there and, and everybody I showed they're like he's a pretty good actor I was like he is an yeah, amazing dude. actor like he's this fucking big gorilla is shoving this oh dude into God. the trunk of this car and just like fucking yeah. fuck it I was well like, oh. so with the music videos I'm that's so awesome that you just said all that. I, I, Dude, I can't even, it is fantastic. Uh, that phrase. Um, it's fantastic. But uh, that's where that's what I want to be doing. I so I went to school. That's what you for should performing, be doing. The performing arts. I went to ISU that's for acting, and I, I've always wanted to be a director. Um, I have this idea that I want to create things with a super small crew so that the ideas don't get too jumbled and as as much as you can do with just maybe the band and one or two people behind the camera uh to get to that end game whatever uh, it takes goal, to get it yeah, there whatever it takes to get it there and knowing that it's not i mean that carrot's gold video is cool it's awesome it's not a professional quality product, yes it but is. it's not no, it's, it's not too far off i'm gonna cut you off there yeah. yes it is well that's i think yes it is that. that's a, that's what 
it comes back to like the same thing as like being in a band. It's like uh-huh. you disregard it because it's something you did. You think yeah. it's like oh, right. it's just because I did, like I, I tell myself, oh, it's not that important because it's something I did. Mm-hmm. Anybody that sees that, yeah, I showed people that have never heard of any of it. Uh-huh. Nap House, Carrots Gold, anything doesn't matter. Like, look at this fucking video. Every single person that I've ever showed it to, this is badass. Like, this is great. That's like, so awesome. It is absolutely a professional video. That's amazing, dude. I So, I want to do music videos. Uh, if I have any contribution to the local music scene outside of the sessions, which, I mean, the sessions are amazing. That's a great contribution as well. there are plenty of acts around this town who could... I mean, with a professional music video. Yeah, if you want to do a music video, let's do a music video. Definitely, I'm I'm sure we could. I've I've done all sorts of style of shoots, from uh, storm. You know, getting a story and then planning out how storm. Can I tell you? Yeah. The the idea of the story in general, like you can see it immediately from the Mm -hmm. onset of the music video. Which, as I was telling you a bit ago before we started recording, I think. To a certain extent, a music video is like a silent movie because you're not like saying anything. Mm-hmm. You're telling a story without. You're writing a new song yeah. visually to tell a story that might not have anything to do with the song. Yeah, and there's no dialogue. You're doing something yeah. completely unique and mm-hmm. telling a story, and the amount of emotion that came through that story that you can the character you can see one? is yeah you can see the I can see the arc of the story both uh-huh. as a story and the beauty of the actual acting that played into it and all of you guys like putting in the effort to do like that's incredible dude I'm, I do know you guys I'm glad it worked uh, it, it, it worked, resonated it in that way wonderful that's what, I mean that's what it's it all about that audience connection awesome I would tell anybody and I have to go watch the Carrots Gold Dorian wow. Gray video it is badass well I'm loving this praise this is amazing dude it was <laughs> fantastic is, it's really helping my ego out right now um but I mean, I want to do that. I want to do music videos, and I've done other styles of shoots where it wasn't, um, it wasn't a story. It was I, I did for Luke. Uh, he goes by Lucas De La Sierra for mm-hmm. his solo stuff. Because um, he's half Mexican. Yes, he's half Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he is, but we're not. We're <laughs> he's not definitely here to not. Anyone's. Uh, he's definitely not. Uh, yeah, anyone's genealogy. Um, uh, I just hung out with him for a day while he went to his job. At the time, he was operating a um, farm-to-table, a garden for a farm-to-table restaurant. He just made a music video um, while he's working in the fucking Yeah, while he was working, and then we went out to the pier in Chicago, and he had this spot that he wanted to stand out in and just play his song a bunch of times. So I filmed the whole time, us going there, us walking around, him doing his job, just being in and out of the spaces, and then cut a music video out of that, like a, a slice of life, a day in the life type of thing. And that's easy. I always um, had this fun. a it's similar engaging. idea to do something like that, where like, for one of the like the flaccid videos, like here and there, it would just be like somebody in the back seat of the jeep while I had the top down with the doors up, just like flying through the fucking yeah. country, just like taking Kinda, a, taking a going places. It's a bit of a documentary style. You're just getting a, a cut of what this person's all about. Uh, there are so many acts around this town that I think would, would fit right into that sort there of thing. There are so many acts anywhere that would benefit hugely from anybody that was not only willing to like be somebody that you guys have been to say, do you guys want to do a video session? Duh. But also <laughs> to maybe like do a music video. Yeah. You can charge more for a professionally done music video. Yeah. That, and that's the that's the one point that I brought into, into here that I wanted to hit is I would love to work with so many local acts with music videos uh, to make a an official music video for your group 
but I, I have to charge a certain amount. Of course. I cannot do it for free. No, absolutely. Uh, and I can't do it for, honestly, I, I can't invest what I need to invest for into it. For less than like 500 bucks. See, least. I wouldn't even say that. I'm not going to say uh, I rate. Would. Usually I would say 350 is what I'll, I'll, I'll do your project for. I'll, I'll put, you know, make it a priority for me to... to the second you spend 10 hours doing anything, uh -huh. it's worth 500 bucks. And it's more than 10 hours and for sure. It's way more than 10 yeah, hours. Usually when I do these music videos, it's a solo venture. When it ends up, it's all you. Mm -hmm. And when it ends up coming out like something like that video, it's beautiful. It's a lot of work. You just went, because you're yeah. like, yeah, that was a ton of work. It was fun, though. It was so a good fun. time being on set with a small crew. But that's the other thing that you're going to get for your money's worth is somebody that's not only directing your video, but in the fuller sense of directing producing yeah. and finding out what you want to do and bringing that vision to life which is something that you're so great at is mm. hearing somebody's idea and saying here's how I can bring that to an actual visual perspective and make it something wow. that will mean something to you I'm glad to hear you say that because that's that's the goal that's I've what seen, I would I've like to I've seen you do it doing. so many times yeah I work a, a day job but if I could support myself as a freelance videographer working with bands or individuals on specific projects that they want to do that I think is interesting that we can meet on uh, what it would cost to get that done. I would love to do that uh, for a living, and I would love to do that in this community for a living. From one friend to another, yeah. if that's what you want to be doing, yeah. you should be doing that because you are awesome at it already. That's, thank you so much for saying that. I, I need to commit a little bit harder to it. It's that push, man. It's that there's a weird ambitious separation of like I know I can do this this is all I want to be doing this is what I spend my free time doing you already but for whatever you already reason do I don't it. want to put it out there in right. that way like right. I, uh, I should have you know like a business uh, videographer business Facebook Instagram whatever like I said it took um, me six months to make a stupid music it's hard page to do it. you want it to just be like um, a personal relationship between you and a person but what I've run into is so many acts that maybe I wanted to work with we'll be talking about a music video maybe even a concept and then I say I can't do this for less than 350 but if you guys are agreeable to that rate let's move forward let's get this shot and, and and cut and get it out there and then i never hear from them after that but storm you have to be fine with living with that because yeah. these are people that should be of the same mentality and understand our time is worth what it means to me they wouldn't drive to indianapolis to play for 50 bucks you wouldn't spend 10 hours of your Sunday and 40 hours of the next week editing something in your free time to make something happen for somebody. Yeah. If, if they don't have the money, then maybe that's it, but like, there's nothing to feel bad about about saying, this is what I, I need to yeah. make this worthwhile. Like I'd love to do it for you without a shadow of a doubt. But I have a deep, guilt-ridden personality just naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it stems from exactly. So that's where that comes into play of like... Oh, I you should have been a religious yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be bad, man. I don't know if I have... Yeah, I... One thing they're good at is guilt. Yeah, I don't know where we'd be today if I had that in me, too. Um, See a little Jesus in you. Yeah, and then... Uh, so I think I actually have driven to Indianapolis to play a show for, for like less, 50 bucks. For less than 50 bucks, man. I have, there was this one. So have I. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. I, uh, there was one venue. I, I don't remember the name of it. Or if I do, I, I'm not going to say it. Uh, but I played there <laughs> on tour when I was playing with Alex and the Exos. Uh -huh. um, I think Shinzon and Alex and the Exos toured through this place. And then Shinzon came back months later to play with gay neighbors there. We both came from out of town and both times there were zero people at this venue it was crazy so you're I, playing for the other band it, yeah playing you drove for the other band that we drove there with <laughs> yeah so it's just two friends two groups of friends going to another community to play for had each other and you guys had way more people in your band <laughs> and uh 
Well, no, at the time it was Shinzon, so it was just the three of us. And oh, Shinzon went, definitely had a good, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You had way more people in the other band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing to at least four as opposed to three. Yeah, it was a, I mean, it's a cool looking venue. It almost looks like something out of... Is it downtown? Um, it's not, it's not. Um, oh, man, it almost looks like the bar from Twin Peaks a little bit, if you've ever hmm. seen that, that show. Yeah, Indianapolis um, is kind of a weird town. Yeah, it's a weird, it, it is a little bit of a weird town. They have like a weird... Uh, idea of uh, conceal, I'm not conceal and carry, no, not conceal and carry, uh, open alcohol laws, mm. open container laws, because at some point, and this could have just been a person talking out of their ass towards me one time when I was there, and so now I think this, but uh, this guy was saying that they had the Super Bowl there at one point, and they had closed down the downtown for it. I could be totally wrong, but well, well, I think that's what so he said. Far it sounds and they changed the rules so that during the event you could be out in the streets with alcohol. People could be drinking; and it was no problem. And, and the law after never changed. that, people thought that that meant that was the law going forward. Mm -hmm. So people are drinking outside all the time, right. um, and and it, people get busted for it, but they still do it. Or maybe they're just drinking outside because they're in fucking Indiana. Yeah, and if you're from Indiana or Indianapolis, and that's not true, and I, I don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm sorry, but somebody told me that, and, and but we'll still make fun of Indiana. Yeah, dude. yeah, dude, it's the lesser Illinois, yeah, and Iowa's the even lesser Indiana. I like Iowa. Not to say that I, I don't know shit about these states. <laughs> not to say that I don't I, believe. Not to what say I'm that saying. I dislike Indiana, but there's. Puts a bad taste in your mouth when you drive into a state and the first thing you see is a bunch of billboards saying fucking praise him, fucking anti-abortion shit. Saying, yeah, Get out yeah. of my face. Yeah, and I, I don't... You're like half a billboard away from a Confederate flag sign. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of those signs where it's um, in pieces, so you keep driving by them and getting bits of, uh, of a statement. It's like a weird poem about... Um, <laughs> about how you shouldn't fucking... <laughs> don't take our guns is, right, is usually what the right, sentiment is, right. but um, like I, I have no... Don't take our Jesus. Yeah, I don't have any dog in that race, the the guns race. I, I, I don't necessarily care. I know it's not for me, but I don't want people to not have. Yeah, I, I don't really care about that either. I don't have guns, but I would. I yeah. just don't. Yeah, if I, if I felt like I was in a position where maybe I owned a house, I lived on a property that was a little bit out of town or something like that, and I was worried, like, what if someone broke into my house? How Even would living I in town, defend myself? I don't see it. I, yeah. I, 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 Sometimes think about just getting a gun anyway and just mm -hmm. living in town. I think about it all the time, um, but I don't. I don't think I. I know it's deep down. I know it's not for me. I know it's not for me, and I would be concerned about other things having a gun in my house. Yeah, you're like I prefer to beat my wife. <laughs> 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 well, I think I got through most of the things I wanted to ask you. Nice. Uh, I, well, and I feel like we talked about a lot, man. We could. I, I would love to do this again. We should um, absolutely do this again. Yeah, because there. I mean, a lot of things that I. Like nap house, Shinzon, play music in general. I could talk about for hours and of then course. the other tangents that we went on. It's, yeah. it's therapeutic in a way. So it is. I, it's I great would... to fucking get into the weeds once in a while. Yes, absolutely. Dude, thanks so much for coming over and chatting. Yeah, yeah, thank it. you for having me. This is wonderful, and, and good luck to you doing this podcast. Oh, this thank is you. fantastic. I appreciate it. Yeah, love you, listening, buddy. We love you. I love you, Nolan. Thank love you. you. I cut you off just now. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is great. Thanks, buddy. Love yeah. you. Mm.